0: We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. (laughs) Last weekend, the clergy and vestry of St. Paul's went up to Laurel Springs for the vestry retreat. And this is a beautiful drive through the mountains. All along the way, we passed probably about 12 small mountain churches. Most of these churches had marquees out in the front parking lot advertising their service times and the name of the pastor, and many included an inspirational quote on them. This made the drive very interesting. I personally really love... Uh, church marquee quotes I uh, really enjoy it whether or not they are funny or rude or sweet I'm never not entertained and I really love the churches that have a good time with it and mix it up a little bit I've decided that if this whole like priest thing doesn't really work out for me I'm going to make a coffee table book of church marquee slogans you all can buy a copy The ones that I saw last weekend were a mix of messages. Some of them were anticipating the upcoming Valentine's Day holiday, so they quoted 1 Corinthians. Love is patience, kindness, forgiveness. Another one said, an act of love is a prayer. Oh, right? It got rude, though. There were some church marquees that take on that different tone that like, like they're trying to get you to take notice and maybe feel a little bit bad about yourself. Like, um, seven days without prayer makes one weak. <laughs> right? W-E-A-K. I know. Uh. One of them was, what's keeping you away from church is the same thing keeping you out of heaven. <laughs> right? Rude. And then there was one that I couldn't forget. Sin is like a credit card. Enjoy now, pay later. (laughs) And for some reason, this stuck in my head. And I got to thinking about sin and thinking about that sin, enjoy now, pay later, whatever that means. And raising the question, does that mean that sin is enjoyable? Is that why we do it? I'm not sure. Because we all talk about sin as the things that we do that we know we're not supposed to do. It's so bad, it's good. I like to collect um, cookbooks, especially church cookbooks and southern cookbooks, and I have Whole sections in those cookbooks with recipes with the word sin in them like sinful chocolate cake or chocolate sin trifle like eating this cake is so bad you know you shouldn't do it but you just can't resist it is that what sin is like irresistible pleasure i'm not so sure that it is Because in my experience, my own personal faith journey and conversations I've had with other people, the sins that we have are things that we carry that we are dying to rid ourselves of. People talk with me about sin in their life, and there's a lot of should language, like I know I shouldn't do this or that, but I just can't, I wish I really could stop. This service began with the prayer, uh, the praying of the Great Litany. That long, beautifully chanted this morning, you all, beautifully chanted um, prayer that starts the first Sunday in Lent. And we we use this every single year on the first Sunday of Lent. Sometimes we pray it, especially when we feel like we need to draw closer to God. And yes, it is long. Um, It is a little... Overwhelming, like, good Lord, is this ever going to end? <laughs> but I want to talk about it this morning. I don't know that we talk about it all that much. Um, and it really is an amazing prayer because we are asking God to do a new thing and a big thing whenever we pray this prayer. So if you want to look at all of those petitions that weren't in your bulletin, it's in the prayer book on page 148. And you can see by all of these responses, that it starts with the naming of the most horrible, awful things that human beings can experience, and then it ends with so much beauty and grace. So, starting at the beginning, we start with everyone's worst fears, all of our worst sins, and we present them to God, and we say, good Lord, deliver us from these awful things. There's many awful things, but there's uh, several petitions that talk specifically about sin. And it's at the top, I think, of 149. Blindness of heart, pride, vainglory, hypocrisy, envy, hatred, malice. It goes on a little longer, but you get the point. And going back to our friends in the church in the mountains with that marquee, These are not the enjoy now, pay later kind of sins. These are not chocolate cake sins. These things are not an irresistible pleasure. These are things in our lives that sneak in and take over and weigh us down. I think we all get overwhelmed with the ways that sin can cloud our thinking. Sin is sneaky that way. It normalizes itself in your brain, making you hold on to all sorts of perceived injustices and problems. I think our souls do this. Our souls hold on to a lot of things that they shouldn't. Our souls hold on to pain. Our souls hold on to trauma, keeping us from forgiveness. They hold on to bad feelings like jealousy when someone else gets a raise or frustration when someone sends you a mean email and our souls take that take that singular moment of pain and just like saturate in it it's almost like a, a sponge in a bucket of muddy water it's a really good image for the soul as a sponge um, and we get immersed in sin and before you know it you're just heavy with all of the things that that you shouldn't be carrying Our souls absorb that pain that otherwise would be kind of fleeting. And then we're absorbed, we're heavy with it, so we try to discharge it anywhere we can put it. We talk bad to our coworkers about the person that sent the mean email or got that raise. We cut off contact with that family member that hurt us. We embrace gossip and contempt and judgment of other people. And though you might feel something a little bit like pleasure when you discharge that pain, there is nothing about that process that's enjoyable. You think I enjoy my anger, my enviousness, my hypocrisy? Do you enjoy yours? I mean, of course not. None of us has ever taken a hard look in the mirror and been like, you know, it's really great that I'm so angry all the time. Like... That's a really good look for me. (laughs) You know, it's really great. I am thank God that I keep feeling more and more envious. Like every time something good happens to somebody else, what joy that envy brings me. Of course we don't talk like that. Anger, envy, pride, these are the things that leave us empty with regret. That's why Lent is such a good thing for our souls. Today starts the season when we get to confess and let go of everything that keeps us from God. We get to spend the next 40 days figuring out how to draw closer to God, whether by prayer or by fasting or by making some sort of sacrifice, like giving away our money or our time to somebody else. And Lent gets a bad rap, I think, because we don't like... Words like that, like sacrifice and fasting. Like, that sounds like a downer. Like, ugh, it's such a chore to do this. We talk about how hard it is to give something up or how long these 40 days are going to feel. But what if Lent was a relief? Like, that feeling when you're a student and you have... A backpack on your back all day long and you're carrying this load of heavy books and that wonderful feeling at the end of the day when you get to take off your backpack it's like the feeling of taking a disgusting sponge that's saturated with dirty water and just like wringing it out what a relief let could be that relief that season of letting go of everything that weighs us down letting go of the chaos of our lives. The great litany takes us to that place of relief. About halfway through all of those petitions there in your prayer book, we switch from saying, good Lord, deliver us, and we start saying, we beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. And that's because we are starting to name the good things that please God, that it may please thee, we say we say god bless us preserve us give us an increase of grace give us a heart not to hold on to pain but to love and to fear god help us god to do justice and to love mercy and to walk in the ways of truth be with us lord in all of our incredible vulnerability and then it gets kind of incredible lord god we We want to please you so much. Help us to make amazing things to happen in the world. Make war to cease in all the world. Help us all to work for the common good. That everyone might be strengthened. Everybody from women in childbirth to widows and orphans and children and the lonely and the captives and the prisoners and everyone. That everyone might feel so supported and strengthened that we beat down Satan under our feet. <sighs> Greatest line in a prayer ever. Somebody put that on a church marquee. This Lent, ask yourself what do I need to be free from? What burden is my soul holding on to that I need to let go of? What sins are weighing me down? Take that thing to God. However you decide to observe this season of Lent, take that thing that you're carrying to God and confess it. And let God just wring the weight of it out of your heart. Take that thing to God and be free. Amen.